You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noses Media. I'm one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I ain't got no AKAs this week. Um, I'll pass it to my friend. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Candice. Uh, you know where to find me on all social media. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to get straight to it. This is episode 150, so we climbing on up there. Um, we gonna go on. We only got two shows, so we ain't gonna hold you long. But it's been an interesting week, um, and the ratchet and raggedy mess of the week. So <sighs> TMZ got a hold of the text message that Tory Lane sent Meg after he shot her, and he told her he basically said he said I know you probably ain't gonna ever talk to me again or reply to this, but I'm sorry I got too drunk. How you get too drunk and shoot somebody? Why do why are men always allowed to blame they violent acts against women on drunkness? They get too drunk, they hit women. They get too drunk, they shoot women. They get too drunk, they assault women. They get too drunk, they rape women. They get too drunk, they harass women. Just maybe you motherfuckers don't need to drink. Maybe or men just don't maybe, need to. Maybe stop being a bitch and hold yourself accountable for your behavior because there's plenty men out here who don't get drunk and rape women shoot them in the feet while they have their back turned and they walking away from an argument fuck that apology that you sent through text message if you were any type of a real human not even just a man if you were a decent human being you would have issued that woman a public apology because you saw all of the ridicule and black backlash that she took when it was alleged that you shot her. You, <clears throat> you saw it even more when she came out and said that you shot her. And instead, you, like a little bitch, went around liking IG posts and comments shading her. I was about to say, because he still hasn't publicly said nothing. TMZ just fucked around and got a hold of this shit. Yeah, TMZ fucked around. Got also, y'all got the batting. You celebrities got the batting down the hatches on y'all circles because mm. somebody in her circle sent that text message to TMZ. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure she probably screenshotted it. It was like, look what this whole ass nigga sent me. And somebody sold it to TMZ. And yeah. whoever is doing that to her, you a low down piece of shit. Yeah, I mean she's alleged that. I mean, not even alleged, but she's pretty much addressed that some some people in her circle are snakes, and you know, hopefully, you know, she said going forward, she's just gonna keep her eye open, which I hope she does. But you're absolutely right. Some she she definitely had some people in her circle that were not having her best interest at heart, because ain't no way in the hell TMZ should have got a hold of that. Yeah, ab- absolutely not. Um, and in terms of Tory Lanez, you're not sorry. You just, you think you, you thought you did just enough for her to keep the police out the situation 
to which even after all of that, everything that's come out down to the text message, um, they're thinking about um, adding charges to you, which I think they're thinking about including assault with a deadly weapon. So um, I hope every charge they throw at you can stick on your little bitty piece of shit ass. And I hope you go to jail. And then he's out. I mean, there's also his uh, his history of uh, abuse or mistreatment of women, which I did not know until all this, you know, popped off because I never really paid to- attention to Tory like that. So it's like, nigga, you got you got a whole bunch of shit going on with you. Yeah, and you need to be in jail where violent offenders like you belong. And this is why I would never believe in abolishing prisons. A lot of you niggas need to be in jail. A lot. Okay. Speaking put of him in that, the, put him in the same jail as the nigga who beat up R. Kelly. Yeah, and the guards did uh turned a blind eye. That's my type of carrying on. Speaking of niggas who need to be in jail, um Joe Bud need to be in jail. <laughs> and I got a dragon on my spirit for him because some abusers are abusers and they just shut the fuck up and abuse. But then you got some abusers like Joe Budden and and see the God who are abusers, but then also manage to insert themselves into situations about abuse and try to lambast other abusers. And to me, y'all the worst type of abusers. Because you won't sweep around your own porch, but you want to talk about protect black and brown women. How? You an abusive piece of shit. And um, at some point last week, a random Instagram account popped up with a draft court document, which looked like a draft deposition, with his ex-fiance's name on it, Cynthia Pachanko, known as Sin Santana. And the document outlines abuse she faced at the hands of Joe Budden in their relationship. Um, she says that uh, he would try to uh, anally violate her, knowing that was a hard no for her. Like repeatedly, she would have to tell him to don't put your tongue, your finger, your penis, nothing around my around my butthole. And let's be clear, that is a form of sexual assault. If I consent to having vaginal sex with you, and I don't consent to having anal sex with you, and you keep trying to anally penetrate me, That is a form of sexual assault. No absolutely means no with strangers, with hookups, with boyfriends, with fiancés, with husbands, with your side niggas, all of it. No means no. She also details... um, that they got into an altercation and he ended up uh, pinning her down and dragging her all across the room, half naked, 
she got free, was trying to get some clothing so she could get out the house. He uh, dragged her down to the floor again. Um, she says that unlike what he has, unlike the image he's trying to portray on his podcast and publicly, he is not sober. He is not clean. He is heavily abusing Molly and other prescription drugs. Um, he is heavily drinking. At one point, she says that uh, she came, they had broken up. She came to get their son and Joe was high and drunk, passed out, and the baby was in his cream, was in his crib screaming in a shitty diaper. Um, she, this is the part, this is where I have the dragging fully in my spirit for him, friend, and it's gonna make your stomach turn. Sin says that she became friends with Joe Button when she was 16 and he was 28. You groomed her. A 28-year-old man can't be friends with a 16-year-old girl. You are a predator to the next level. You basically waited till she became of age so that you could have a legal sexual relationship with her. But if you were keeping in contact in any capacity with a 16 year old while you were 28, it was not friendly and it was not platonic. Um, Sin confirmed that that document was indeed real. She says it was leaked by Rocky Thunder. Joe then went on to say that because he refused to sign a new deal with Spotify, um, Spotify, See the God, and iHeartRadio are all on a smear campaign against him. <laughs> Niggas love to say that they a smear campaign against them when they being called to the carpet for being pieces of shit. Because then, then Trey Songs do the same damn thing when that kind of Trey stuff. Songs did the same thing. Yeah. See, the guy did the same thing when the rape allegations came out against him. I just want to say nobody can smear you if you don't if have you're shit. not being an abusive piece of shit. Yeah. And I didn't even cover the weirdo shit of him jacking his dog off because he won't let his dog mate or get him neutered so that he's not in heat. Um, because that's creepy, but it's not illegal. Very fucking creepy. Not illegal. It's weird, but on the grand scheme of things, it's not no shit I care about. Him being abusive is more what yeah, I care about. Him, and, and what the part that really gets me is that you like to sit on that podcast day in, day out, grandstanding about how you don't stand for abuse. You are a fucking abuser. You are currently still a fucking abuser. You tried to feed the internet that whole rant when you and Tahiri got into it. 
about you did the work, you went through extensive therapy, you've been through rehab, and you're still a fucking drug addict and abusive piece of shit. So the nerve of you to be speaking on other people's abusive situations while you have abused your most, your most recent partner, the mother of your most recent child, this is the issue I have with the industry. This is the issue I have with hip hop and entertainment and sports. You abusive pieces of shit are giving so much country that you do not deserve. I hope you lose everything. Because if the shit that you went through with Esther Baxter and the shit that you went through with Tahiri was not enough for you to get clean, stay clean, stay in therapy, work on your anger, and be a better man, nothing will help. So you don't need to be on our airwaves. You don't need to be on our TV screen. You don't need to be an authority on any fucking thing. You are the piece of shit that people say, that women say you are. It's time to stand in that. You groom that fucking girl. Friend, how many 28-year-old friends did you have at 16? Not a damn one. I had a nigga, he was 24, trying to get at me at 16. My mama had, I was about to have his ass put in jail. He was trying to groom me to be with him. At 16, the only friends I had was young, stupid-ass niggas and uh, young, stupid-ass girls that were young and stupid like my ass was because I was still in high school. My circle in high school included other high schoolers. Correct. And Sin need to be in some fucking therapy because where was your fucking family? Why were you friends with Joe? Why were you running with industry niggas at 16? Why were you in places where 28-year-olds were at at 16? You've got some deep-seated trauma. You were not protected. Yeah, everybody failed her. Like sin is a it sin is a headache, and there are times where I like her, and times where I can't stand her. And then you know she also got that anti-blackness, which we dragged her for here, me, you, and Curtis. But she, everybody failed her. In regards everybody to Joe. failed everybody her. Everybody failed her. You have been being failed for a long time. Not to mention she was sexually abused, so yeah. you were failed and continually failed. Yeah. Failed repeatedly. Never protect it. And this is what happens when we don't we don't protect our kids. And I'm I'm not I'm not gonna even make it gender specific. When we don't protect our children yeah. from predators, when we don't protect protect our teenage boys from older women, when we don't protect our younger girls from older men, older women. We, when you fail them, they fall into cycles of abuse. You are 
who those women for so long have said you are. And that's the stamp on that. And we hold in tight to that. Ain't no, no more, ain't no more rehab, ain't no more therapy. Go do that shit on your own time privately for yourself. Not so you can regain your footing back in the industry. You are a piece of shit and you don't deserve the opportunities. You don't deserve to have rebranded the way you did because you still squandered it the fuck away. A fucking loser. I mean, cause he, I mean, cause he never, I mean, let's, let's be real. Let's be 100% honest and real. He never really rebranded. Not yeah. really. He was just like a lot of niggas on Twitter did when Ferguson hit where they were pieces of shit. They were still pieces of shit, but they just adopted certain words and certain language to appeal that they've grown. Joe did the exact same thing that your average Twitter nigga before Ferguson did. Shout he never really to, changed. Um, shout out to the homie uh, B-Dot, who is a faithful listener. Um, whenever he find out some news, he always shoot it my way. Um, I, he, he hit, pulled my ear to some other stuff, like some audio and stuff that came out. Um, and I'm going to tell you exactly what I told him. I'm going to call a spade a spade. Joe only adopted pro blackness to advance his fan base amongst black women. Yeah. Joe. That's, that's pretty much it. Joe does not typically date black women. He used to say very anti-inflammatory things about black women. Um, he used to be part of that section of Twitter. Um, Esther Baxter is, she may be Afro-Latina, but she's Cuban. She's not an American black woman. Um, Tahiri, she's not, she's not black. Sin is not black. Um, I don't know very much about his first son's mom to even speak on that, but he just has a history of anti-blackness, especially amongst women. So, um, I said I was going to drag you. I said I was, um, and you, you deserve it because adding in little, adding in key details, like became friends when she was 16, you are 12 years older than her the fuck did you have in common with her at 16 to, to build a friendship and a bond? Nothing but grooming. Predatory loser. Yeah. Speaking of losers, um, we always got space on the, you an abusive piece of shit, um, paddy wagon, including women, because, Ex-boyfriend of Tamar Braxton, David Adafazo. Uh, I don't know. I fucked the nigga name up, but whatever. It don't, it don't matter. He was granted a temporary restraining order against uh, Tamar after she beat on him and threatened to uh, allow Vince to send some goons to kill him like she claimed Vince wanted to do many months prior when he first found out David was in the picture. What on if, God's green earth? Because see, I saw this, but I'm gonna be honest, and this might I'm a, I'm a piece of shit for this, but I accept it. Like I saw this, I saw bits and pieces and murmurs of this, but I didn't really go into the whole story because I didn't care. So all this is news to me. 
Um, typically when people seek a restraining order, I withhold judgment until it's granted or not. Cause sometimes that is a, um, how can I say it friends? Sometimes it's like a, a step in being able to further a a pending lawsuit or something against a person. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. it's the necessary evil when you break up with somebody, when you are famous, um, But according to the article I read, um, he he went to the police. There is evidence of her abusing him. There's evidence of her trashing his Rolls Royce or his Bentley or some shit like that. Jesus. Um, for as many opinions as you got on people, Tamar, you don't have your fucking life together. In any capacity. I've never cared for Tamar. She has always given me the spirit of a mean girl who in grand fashion can dish it but can't take it. So Twitter basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um I don't I don't do domestic abuse and it don't matter who's who throwing it. I don't if you shouldn't be hitting on your partner, you shouldn't have to get violent with your partner. You shouldn't have to be emotionally, verbally, mentally abusive with your partner. If that's the headspace you in with the person you with, you need to not be with that person. You need to get the fuck on somewhere. And they get in some therapy. Um, and I therapy wonder. Therapy will do you good. Therapy, listen. And I wonder if uh, that's on the heels of like her maybe trying to cover her, like if she was trying to cover her tracks and then the suicide attempt came along. Because it doesn't say if she, if this incident came first or the suicide incident came first. Mm. But either way, trash. Okay. It's well, trash. Well, there's evidence of you commend domestic violence, tell my girl. Like you get a fuck you for me for that. Like trash. I don't know nothing about this nigga, to be honest. But what I do know is there's evidence of you being domestically violent towards him, and I don't rock with that. So you get a fuck you for me, girl. Like I said, I didn't know nothing about this story because I really didn't care. <laughs> so I just I saw it and then scrolled on by. When but... I first saw it, I was like, eh, I wonder if this is just some dramatic breakup shit. Yeah. Um, but now yeah, there was I just a, scrolled there, on. Yeah, there was an actual violent attack on her end. So, uh, girl, fuck you. Um, and now we're gonna we're gonna get into our shows. Um, they released a super trailer for the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and so your girl did some digging and some homework, and uh, it premieres Wednesday, November eleventh. And I uh, got a, a breakdown of the cast list. And uh, I'm going to set us up, family, Ratcheteers. So we have Lisa Barlow, who has been living in Utah for over 20 years. She is the owner of a marketing company and various tequila brands. And she considers herself Mormon 2.0. So apparently Mormonism is very big in Utah. I would imagine so, because it's fucking Utah. Um, We have Mary Cosby, who 
she took over the family business, but the caveat was that she married her late grandmother's second husband, Robert Cosby Sr. They have been married 20 years and have a son together. Okay. Okay, she so we got black. some she got we got some long and long in the tooth blood. Okay, all right. She black. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I figure we, with the last name Cosby, I mean, I, yeah. I kind of put that together. We have Heather Gay, who was married to Mormon royalty for 11 years and is now and is now divorced and distanced from the Mormon lifestyle. She's a devoted mother to three daughters. She owns a burgeoning med spa business, Beauty Lab and Laser, where the ladies often frequent. Okay. Meredith Marks is a celebrity jewelry designer with a store on Main Street in Park City. She is Jewish and has been married for over 25 years. Meredith and her husband, Seth, have hit a rough patch. And with their kids in college, she is faced with being an empty nester for the first time in her life. Okay. I'm digging what I'm hearing so far. Please continue. Whitney Rose is a descendant of a of a of Mormon royalty in Utah. She left the church after she fell madly in love with her boss Justin and the two had an affair. Within weeks they both left their spouses to be with each other, got married when Whitney found out she was pregnant. They have been married for 10 years. They have two children, Bobby and Brooks, and she owns a skincare line called Iris and Bo. Okay. I'm interested because that last one had mess. I'm interested. And last but certainly not least, Jen Shah, who is a mom of two with her husband, Sharif. Jen is the queen of her house and her businesses as the CEO of three marketing companies. When she learned about the historical mistreatment of black people in the Mormon religion, she she converted from Mormonism to the nation of Islam. She is also, she's also Togan. So Hawaiian, basically. Uh, She's got some strong features and she is basically being painted as the grand dame of the Salt Lake City ladies. Mm. So So I this am, is the new this is the new one, right? The new Yeah, this uh, is series. the real Yeah, this is the real housewives of Salt Lake uh City. Okay, so they really did go through that cuz I remember us talking about it like it, and it was mentioned, but I didn't know if they were went through. Oh no, it airs November eleventh. Okay, it all right. November eleventh. Well, yeah. Um. Well, I'm interested. Yeah. In the I, 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 I'm gonna be honest. I'm 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 very interested in the black ones, and then that one, that second to last one that you said, where like they found love in a trifling place. Yeah. And a, a, so they found um, love in a baby in a trifling place. Mary Cosby is the only black one. Jen Shaw is Togan, Togan, however you say it, whatever the rock is or some, whatever, something like that. That's the only thing I could think of. Um, And the rest of them are white, white, white. And I'm, this Mormonism stuff is, is intriguing to me. Um, because yeah, the finding love in a trifling place 
and carrying through with with it. I'm here for that type of mess. That's the type of mess. That's the type of mess and negativity that I that I thrive off of personally. Yeah. So I wanted to go ahead and introduce introduce the cast of Salt Lake City, and uh, so we can prepare to batten down the hatches come November. Um, because I think it's gonna be a wild ride, and uh, I mean we need new blood anyway. So yeah, absolutely. So with that said, we're gonna go ahead and get into Love and Marriage Huntsville season two episode ten. I don't know the name of the episode. I forgot, but Melody. You did all this hemming and motherfucking hon about that play, and bitch, you don't even know your lines. <laughs> I know you ain't sat up here and played in nobody's motherfucking face like that. She was sitting there like a deer in headlights, not knowing none of them damn lines. You and, didn't and, know and they ain't what? shit for that damn friend. They ain't shit for that damn music that they played while they were waiting for her to get her lines. <laughs> Y'all ain't I shit. Just, I just know you ain't sat up here and played in nobody's face like that. You didn't know Nan line. And the play is two weeks out. I just sis. like there's time for you to get them, but like, girl, you got to, you got to, you got to be on it. Like for a play, like you have to like be that character, be one with that character, be one with them lines. It's nothing you could just pick up like, oh, I forgot, and then the next day you gonna get it like that. No, you got to dedicate to that shit, girl. Mm. I just mm mm. It was uh uh. I hope you. I hope you get it together for your sake in the play, but that was embarrassing. That was that's what I had in my notes, friend. How embarrassing is that? That was real embarrassing. That was super fucking embarrassing. I was embarrassed for you. Um, so here's the thing. I understand that sometimes when we first get out of high school, we don't want to go to college right away or whatever the case may be. And you decide to go back later in life and big shout out to Maurice for deciding to go to law school, finishing and, Taking a bar exam. However, nigga, you are a grown ass nigga. And your wife should not have had to have shouldered or the burden of any fucking thing because you decided to go back to law school at fucking 40. I just want to thank you for and here go Kimmy. That's what I'm supposed to do. No it's, no it's not like you when you decide to be a non-traditional student and go back to school later in life you've got to figure shit out you've got to be present and accounted for you've got to realize that you now have real life responsibilities on top of wanting to pursue this education i mean it you know, can be done sh- i've seen it done before I've done it. You've done it, friend. Shit, we worked and went to school. Yeah. We had priorities. We had bills. Nothing was handed to us. Granted, I would have loved for something to be handed to me, but, you know, <laughs> that ain't the world we live in. Um, But, again, congrats on, on that completion. That's a huge yeah. milestone. I will we say still- the re- – oh, go ahead. 
Uh, we still don't know if you passed the bar exam or not. Yeah, we though. don't know. I will say, like, his dream, like, his vision, like, what he wants to do, I do fuck with that. Like, uh, trying to be, like, a, a basically like a small claims lawyer or and build a team for, like, people who can't afford it, you know, and stuff like that. I do I do like that for marginalized people. I do like that vision. Granted, I wish he would have had that vision a little earlier than 40, but, you know, hey. Hey. What are you going to do? Exactly. Exactly. Also, I will say, though, and I text you this, like, I like at them aesthetically as a couple, I, more recent came out very attractive to me as a couple. Oh, I agree. Um, I think Kimmy is very pretty. Um, but yes. she, but you gotta remember that's one of those older woman, younger man relationships too. Um, and Kimmy, yeah, Kimmy looks Kimmy? phenomenal for her. Kimmy is in her forties. She was a young mom. Remember, her son is like twenty two. Oh, well, how okay? Maurice is forty. And, hold on, I'm gonna look this up because I don't, I didn't know the age. Uh, yeah, I think she's older than him. I. Th- I want to say he. How did I don't know how old Maurice Scotty is. Right, um, I'm, but look, she's, I'm looking it up real right now. She looks phenomenal for her age, though. Yeah. Um. <laughs> they are. They are uh, so. <laughs> Melody and Martell are like they remind me of the high school jock and the cheerleader. They just very fucking attractive. Um Kimmy yeah, and Maurice. Kimmy and Maurice are the very the the very attractive but popular smart couple. And then you got Letitia and Marceau. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> ain't even nothing you can say with them. Ain't, ain't no ain't no superlative you can add to them. They just I don't them. have. I've got nothing. Um, what I do have in my notes is I would like to know why Tisha is married to Marceau. Correct. Um, she wants to be single. And forgive me when I say this, because. It is very well known and very well documented that women do a lot of the emotional labor and heavy lifting in their marriages. And it shows in this one. Um, Damn, but I couldn't find, you, I couldn't find ages. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't find. I couldn't find the ages. But what we have to also be very honest about is marriage is a choice. You chose to marry him. So when you started running down the list of all the things you gave up to marry him, if anybody should be upset at the, you should be upset at yourself because you should not have had to sacrifice all that to be with him. You should have been supported and loved enough by people around you to say, girl, don't sacrifice all that for him. Go live your life. Because what we have now is a, woman who's been married for 13 years and she's unfulfilled as fuck in that marriage. She has spent that whole marriage being his support system and now she feels like she has nothing for herself. Because she doesn't. Because she because she doesn't have a supportive partner. And now it's turning into resentment. 
you had them babies. You wanted to build these businesses with him. And I'm not, and this is the thing. I'm not saying Marceau the bad guy because when we look at it, when it, when we look at scope or whatever the name of that shit is, he seems to go very fucking hard for that business and for his family. A lot of the times when we have seen him this season, he has been working. I'm not taking that from him. He worked. But in your quest for success, you have drowned your wife. Yes, that's what I was about to say. Like, we, like, the thing with him is, like, he, he, he is very, you know what it is? He is extremely committed to patriarchy where he feels like because he works so much, that's all he has to do. And he should be thanked and appreciated. And that should just be it. And Tisha should do all the like other stuff because that's his wife. Like this nigga don't even want to cook or clean or take care of his own. Look at after his own damn kids, because that's what a wife is supposed to do. Nigga, you are a grown ass fucking adult. You don't need a babysitter to see your about. You don't need a babysitter, nigga. Those are your kids. Exactly. Like the thing with it is, I I agree with you that Tisha should not have chose Marceau to marry because he is absolutely terrible. With that said, though, I do find Marceau to be. A bad guy. I do find him to, in my opinion, to be out of the husbands on the show. I find him to be the worst one, and that's including Martell. Like the constant, the way he talks to, and you know, this is a thing with me. The way he talks to Tisha and gaslights her gets on my fucking nerves because nigga, there's no excuse. Even if you don't necessarily agree or see eye to eye. You should at least be able to listen and take what your partner is saying into consideration. And he does nothing with that with Tisha. He constantly belittles her thoughts. He constantly belittles her feelings. He is so self-absorbed. He wants it to be all about him. And like that, that is not the constitution for a healthy relationship, let alone a healthy ass marriage, which they do not have. And I absolutely agree with you. That resentment is building up in Tisha. But not only is it building up in Tisha, he's putting gasoline on the motherfucker. Oh, absolutely. Um, So, in terms of hardworking, I think he is probably the best provider on that show. In terms of Um, that, yes. I think in terms of running his business, he is phenomenal at it because to be getting the business opportunities that he's getting and with such frequency, it says a lot about his work acumen. With that being said, it basically plays into the trope that very successful men are typically pretty shitty husbands. Yes. Because they put so much stock into providing and in creating comfort for their, for their wife, for their kids, for their husband. It don't matter. You know, yeah. we love is love here. 
um, that they fall short in the emotional intelligence department. And he has fallen very short where it comes to emotional IQ with Tisha. And also Tisha is a child and he probably has coddled her as such for a very long time. And now that she was wanting to say, I'm a woman, hear me roar. He wants to keep her in that child category. You, my wife, I take care of you. You take care of home. That's what we do. I give you money. You pay the bills. You buy the things you want. You keep the house looking nice. Everything is good. That's not good enough for her anymore. And honestly, if you knew that she sacrificed a lot of things in order to be able to be with you and marry you, and you still were okay with that, you are part of the problem too. Because she shouldn't have to, like you said earlier, she shouldn't have had to sacrifice all that to be with him. Because one thing he said when they had that argument, he was like, marriage is about togetherness and 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 we have to work as a team. Well, nigga, it, for, from now, friend, you correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like Tisha sacrificed for the team a hell of a lot more than you did. It don't seem like there's a team here. It seems like there's an I, as in I, Marceau, you as my wife, you sacrificed all this, and now I give you money, and like you said, you run my house, and that's not how, a, a, again, that's not how a relationship nor marriage is supposed to work. Now, I ain't in a relationship, and I ain't mad to nobody, but to me, that just ain't how it's supposed to be. I agree. But I also think their biggest problem is that two people are trying to be separate individuals in a marriage. There needs to be a conversation about how both people can achieve the things they want to achieve so that they can strengthen the marriage. They're not doing that. She's saying, I want one thing. He's saying, I want something totally different. And they're both saying, well, ain't no meeting in the middle so we can both get the things we need to be happy. I absolutely think people evolve in marriages. Even if she was comfortable being a stay-at-home wife and mom for the first 13 years, why should she have to be comfortable now, especially as the kids are starting to get older? Yeah, why should she have to do it now as opportunities present itself for her to carve out her own lane of success? Yeah. Why do it you, why like are you, yeah. Go ahead, seems, Jeremy. It seems like he doesn't want her to evolve. He wants her to be the same old teacher that waits on him hand and foot, takes care of the kids, take care of the home, cook the meals and stuff. And that's it. And that's not how life works, sir. People grow, people change. Absolutely. And honestly, it seems like, and again, I could be wrong, but just by remembering that conversation, I remember Tish saying, like, help me do what I want to do and let me help you do what you want to do. And it seemed, and he immediately shut that down, like, you want to make it all about you. Nigga, she literally said, let's do it together. I do not understand why she's married to him. You've been with him long enough to get alimony and child support. 
He is not going to be supportive of you pursuing your own dreams if they don't revolve around his dreams. That part, yeah. And I hate it because y'all have all the makings to be uh, that power couple. Yeah, I agree. No, really have all of the makings to be that power couple. The only one holding y'all back is him at this point. His stubbornness, his selfishness. Yeah. Um I don't like Do you Melody. see divorce? Do you see divorce in their near future? No, I don't see divorce in their future. Me. Either. Um I do see her putting her foot down though. I agree with that. I do see her putting her foot down. I do see her refusing to let go of the ventures that she's taken on that she's good at. Yeah. I don't see a reason for her to have to let go of her podcast. Podcasting is something you can do right from the comfort of your own home. And very, and it's very lucrative. She had a live show and it was very good. Yeah. I thought the people that was on the panel was kind of stupid, but the, <laughs> right. the way that she pulled it together and the manner in which she put it, it was very good. That's something she's good at. Why not embrace her? Why not embrace that with her? So no, I don't see them getting divorced, but I also don't see her backing down off of this. She's gotten a taste of what it feels like to have something for her. And she's not going to let that go. And I hope that I she doesn't. Um, we're going to revisit them because we definitely going to get to the root of what Jeremy was saying and how he speaks to her. Um, I don't like Melody. Of the three women on the show, I do not like Melody Holt at all. She has so much ugly energy that she tries to mask it with that Oh, everything's positive vibes over here. <laughs> I'm just trying to live my best life. I'm just full steam ahead. You, you she, are just fucking impersonation. That's how she sounds to me. That's how she sounds to me. It sounds so forced. Okay, because I I love Southern accents, but she just sounds so stupid to me. And when you package it all together, she is a total bitch. Um. I didn't understand her taking digs at Kimmy over Martel. I, okay, because I was going to ask you that. That was so weird. That like, was so friends? weird. Friends um, to the point where you are breaking your neck to be at events that she throws knowing that Marceau and Letitia will be there. So I didn't understand the insinuation that Kimmy has ever been inappropriate with Martel and it's the absolute opposite of true. Right. Like, I didn't understand that. Like, of all people, like, I get it. You are still a little sensitive about what Martell did, which was a sign you shouldn't have got back together with him, but that's neither here nor there. But <laughs> of all the people to, like, take a dig at is Kimmy? Like, girl, what? That made no sense. At all. Like, if you wanted to just pick a fight with Martel for the sake of picking a fight, there's plenty of shit you could have picked a fight with him about. But that was just weird. That was hella weird. It, yeah, it it threw me for such a loop that I had to re-watch it. And had, I was like, did she just say what I... Yes, she did. 
Kimmy has never been appropriate. So to assert that Kimmy can't be in a space alone with Martell, your insecurities jumped out really badly, Melody. And I hope that when Kimmy saw that, I hope she never wants to be friends with you again. Um, it's just some boundaries you don't cross and you had no reason to cross that boundary. And then right. after you said that slick shit, you went and sat up and smiled up in her goddamn face. I didn't get that. I didn't get that at all. One like, thing I can this, say is Ki- Kimmy and Maurice have tried to remain as neutral as fucking possible between his, their brother and sister-in-law and y'all. And y'all are no blood relation to them. So I thought that was a terribly nasty and uncalled for dig to take. Right. And you know what the worst part about it was? The worst part about it and why Melody gets a fuck you for me for saying that is that you proved Wanda right. Yeah. You proved Wanda's old dusty ass right, Melody. After you gave her that dragon that she absolutely deserved, then you went around and did the exact same thing she was saying that you would do. Girl, why? Your insecurities and issues about cheating is with Martell. And nobody else. And you taking deeds at your friend because your nigga is a cheater. I hated to see it. It was very weird. It was very unnecessary. And you made Wanda have a point. And I don't like saying that Wanda has a point because fuck Wanda. But I'll be damned if you didn't prove her right. Mm-hmm. That's why your hair always be trash, Melody. That's why your life is in shambles. That's why the nigga that you do all this grandstanding over, you not even with at the moment. That's why you don't remember the lines to your play. You, instead of you taking your simple, silly-minded ass somewhere to heal and leave that no good nigga alone, you are fucking up friendships. Friendships with women that honestly... They could have just been like, I'm cool. I'm going to just be over here with my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law. Fuck that. She remained neutral as fuck and unbiased. And you, then you go and stab her in the back. That was that, man. Listen. That was very terrible. That that, that didn't sit well with me at all. Just Indeed. because looking at the interactions all season long, Kimmy has never, ever, ever been inappropriate where Martell was concerned. Even in the flashbacks that they've shown to the prior seasons, it doesn't look like they've ever had that kind of interaction. She like, you know, she liked to hug on you. Girl, she hug on you too. She a, she a Southern woman. That's what Southern women do. They hug. Hell, you a Southern woman. That's what you do. And even them hugs be the little side church hug. Yeah. Ah, what's good? The little shoulder pat. I just, it was disappointing. It's a like loving Melody, show. It's a loving church hug, but it's still a church hug. It, it was, you weird, it, was hell, it was weird. It was weird as fuck. And it was disappointing because I didn't peg you to be that low down. But you definitely one of the type of bitches that your, your nigga could try one of your friends 
And he could say, oh, no, she tried me, and you're going to believe your nigga and not your Ab- friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. You that type of bitch. Um, yeah. I agree with Martel not going to that party. Let me say this. Mart- I, I, that's the couple that I just do not care for. Like, I like Tisha. Um, I like certain aspects of Marceau. But I think the, the overall marriage that grinds my gears the most is Martel and Melody because it's so fucked up and they keep trying to act like it's not. But that yeah, marriage like, is that marriage is deep down fucked up. Yeah. Like I, down I in yeah, the like is. down in the trenches fucked up. Um and if I was Martel though, I wouldn't have went either. I, I wouldn't I, why keep going? Every time they try to go to something where Marceau and Letitia are, there's something. Yeah. There it's got to be some side conversation. It's got to be some you didn't speak to me. No, you didn't speak to me. No, you should have spoke to me. Why why keep putting yourself in spaces that always lead to toxic behavior and interactions? Yeah. Maurice if Maurice Maurice is his friend, him and Maurice can celebrate independently of that party. He, he said already, they already told, talk. Yeah, he already told Kimmy that he was not going to be at the party when she popped by the office. So my thing with Mel is like, why are you constantly breaking your neck to be there? You and Kimmy and Maurice and Martel could do a couple celebratory thing. You could plan a nice dinner at y'all house and y'all could get together. And maybe Lederic and Lacerix, Sederic, whatever the nigga name is, <laughs> and Destiny could come. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> but a majority, a lot of Maurice and Marceau family is there. And they know that they that y'all don't uh that y'all not rocking with Marceau. So why do you need to be in that space? And as we see right in the next scene, you kicking up shit. Sweet pea hope and hope is not doing better than scope right now. You might want to sit down. I did think it was like weird on my soul's part. Like I'm not saying Melody didn't kick up shit, but also like my soul, like nigga, y'all don't rock with each other. What the fuck do you mean? Like, oh, if I want to extend help and you need a mentor and stuff, like nigga, y'all ain't rocking together right now. So like, what the what the fuck is the point of this? Like, you here to help Destiny? Like, not like expand your what i guess expand your wealth and offer charity digger you here to help destiny what the fuck what the fuck do the scots have to i mean not the scots the hopes have to do with you help destiny because <laughs> even destiny was like nigga this is kind of weird you supposed to be here for me why are you bringing them up yeah it was strange yeah but it was it was like but but when martel is saying this why i don't want to be around them this is what melody needs to see yeah, like, I agree. Yeah, you keep putting yourself because it's in always that space. some shit. Because the, the and, last episode, hell, her and goddamn Tish got into it. Exactly, and so it's just like, why are you so pressed to be a mess with them folks? They yeah. they will trump your relationship with Maurice and Kimmy every time. That's his brother and his brother's wife, and in in a celebratory environment like that, they're going to be there. However, if you want to plan something separately, then it's the invitation list is at your mercy. 
So if you want to celebrate Maurice finishing law school and taking the bar with him and Kimmy and some other friends that don't include Marceau and Tisha, you can do that. Just I just don't it. understand wanting to be in close proximity with people that I don't rock with. That's just me personally. Around a family and shit like that. Yeah, like I, I don't get that. Like I don't get me wrong. Like I, I mean, I'm an adult. I do know how to be in a room and be cordial with people that I don't rock with. But at the same time, I'm also an adult, and I don't have to be there. If <laughs> like it's in the, not business or money related, I don't have to be there. I don't, I don't have, have to, to be, be there. there for your personal events. Yeah. This not your wedding or no shit like that. It's a quick little surprise party because he finished law school. Yeah. You didn't have to be there for that. It literally was held in the back room of a restaurant. Yeah. This wasn't no grand, no big grand shindig or nothing. You could have missed it and did something separately. You just want to be in a mix. You want to be in a no. But, and that's crazy considering you was just saying how Kimmy shouldn't be in in a room alone with your husband. Hmm. snake that's what she is she got some sneaky snake shit and well i mean she a snake married to a snake so you know mm-hmm. but at least he know when to slither his ass on the way <laughs> right um i feel like the way marceau spoke to tisha in this closing scene was beyond unnecessary I I feel like, so first things first, Wanda had Tisha when she was 13, 14. So we absolutely know what side of the tracks Wanda and them is from. Okay, thank you. There was no reason to bring that up. And then gaslight her like, oh, this ain't no dig at you. It absolutely was a dig. I know Preach. my mama and my family Drag history. Him. I know where the fuck we came from. I know Drag who we him. are. Drag him. It was ugly. Drag it him. It was ugly and it was gaslighting. And that was Drag the cowardly him. shit that I did not like about that. Drag there him. was no reason to bring that up. Yeah. Except for it mm. was a dig. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, friend. Drag him. Because, nigga, you're not finna sit here and play in my face talking about, well, that ain't what it meant. Well, you never explained what the fuck it meant, Marcel, because you when, knew what the fuck it meant, because you knew what the fuck you were doing, because you wanted to get on her skin. Because, <laughs> <laughs> friend, that shit you made knew. my blood boil. People only say Ooh. shit like that to get a reaction out of you. We Ooh. from two different sides of the track. What the fuck that got to do with the price of tea in China? And listen, and he knew what he was doing because you he knew what he was doing because he was he knew what he was doing because he wanted to get under her skin because he already was feeling a type of way that she was gonna go to that event with her family. Then it got canceled because of corona, and he was sitting up there laughing, giggling in her damn face, being an asshole. Then when she say some shit, then when she clock his ass, that's when he um, resort to saying that low blow ass shit and then playing her face and gaslighting her, yelling at her, talking about I don't want to have, I don't want those tears, I want to sip those tears. Well, nigga, you shouldn't have said what the fuck you goddamn said, you tadpole looking ass bitch. How dare you speak to your fucking wife like that? 
talking about she needs to just get over her shit. Why are you over here gaslighting her and throwing flames on the fire and talking to her like she a fucking child, you bitch-ass nigga? How dare you? How dare you speak to the, the the person that birthed the children that you take care that you take care of only with your money that you don't even want to see about and you gonna call a babysitter for your own fucking ch- children the person that gave you those children you talk to them like they're a fucking dog and then gaslight them saying you won't accept that they react emotionally to the way that you disrespect them boy fuck you Marceau. Mm-hmm. fuck you now listen I'm not saying that you know, excuse me while I say this. Um, there are definitely times where you can say something and it triggers somebody and you don't know that it triggers them and they react and, you know, a normal, decent human being with any kind of emotional intelligence will be, will say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't know that this triggered you, but now that I know that it triggers you, I won't say it. I won't say it on forward, and I apologize for bringing up these feelings. That's what a normal person would say when they say something that they that triggers somebody and they didn't know that it was a trigger. That's what a normal person would say. Mm-hmm. You, my soul, said what the fuck you said on purpose. Then when it triggered an emotional reaction out of Tish, because of course it would, because we know what the fuck you was trying to say, nigga. Hell, we've seen Wanda. We knew what the fuck you tried to say. Hell, because you, you can't even stand one. Hell, you barely can stand Kimmy. So we knew what the fuck you meant. Then when Tish is almost on the verge of tears, which any reason, person with any kind of feelings would because that was a low blow, then you get big and bad and puff your chest out saying you won't accept this. Boy, fuck you. You need your whole ass face slapped. You need your ass beat. I hope Tish has some boy, some male cousin that'll beat your ass because you deserve it. Because you's a bitch ass nigga. And I mm-hmm. meant that shit. And then when she's like, this is why it's a trigger for me. Well, I ain't the one. No, no. This is the thing. You have spent so much time making your wife treat everything you do like it's top tier of importance you have never tried to help her unpack her trauma you it was it was through her support and love for you that is so that you never are homeless again hello ain't sleeping in nobody's church ain't sleeping in no car hello your trauma has been handled Financial stability, a lack of financial stability is traumatic for you. That's something you never want to go back to. Her having some hangups about her upbringing, her coming from a teenage mom and and being made fun of for her skin tone. Why would you gaslight her about that? Why ain't the one that did it? You kind of digging at it. Yes, you are. You absolutely because that we y'all wouldn't have been in the argument had you not done it. You a bitch, and the way you talk to her, you a bitch, and the way that you gaslit her, you a bitch. You a bitch ass nigga. And I mean that. What's my favorite word, bitch? bitch. You. You need your ass beat, my soul. Looking like a motherfucking tadpole, looking like the frog suit from fucking Mario. <laughs> that shit was wrong. She didn't deserve that. 
She did. And not. then you almost you gaslit her till she damn near cried. Then I'm not going with you to Birmingham. Okay, bitch. You never was in the first place. That's why you got in your goddamn feelings. As soon as she said that event was canceled because of Corona, you started giggling and sniggling like a fucking piglet. Because you was a bitch. That's the show title, bitch. Listen. That shit was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. It was ugly. Listen. Listen. I'm going to say this. If you ever... If we have any straight man that listen to this show, people in general, but straight men specifically, if you listen to this show, if you ever want to watch and learn how to not be an an inept, emotionally intelligent piece of shit, watch this show, watch the husbands, especially Marceau, and do the opposite of what they do. The way that they talk today, the way that Marcel talks to Tish, Martel to also, and to an extent Maurice, if you want to learn how to be a better partner, watch these men on this show and do the opposite of what they do. Because mm, mm-hmm. this is just fucking pathetic. That shit ground my gears for real. It did. I did not like it. And I and I and Tisha, what I want to say is that you you deserve a more supportive husband, yes. and you deserve to have your trauma when it bubbles up to the surface. Have somebody say, "I understand you went through that. I'm sorry I dredged up those feelings. That was not my intention. What I was trying to say is that we both." have come from some down bad situations, but look where we are now. That's what he should have said. You didn't deserve to have him gaslight you. And I hope that you can find some time and space to get some healing for yourself. So you can start to unpack that trauma. Cause you might be a lot of things, but sweet pea, you ain't ugly. You ain't ugly for no complexion of woman. She Dark skin, light skin, in between, red bone, brown bone, black bone. It don't matter. You are a pretty woman. Push pause when you said <laughs> this is all top of what you said when you said bone. The first thing came to my mind with Plies when he said the pussy so tender fall, falling, off, falling the off the bone. <laughs> <laughs> Plies is hilarious. <laughs> um, you are, a but yes, Tisha, Tish, you you deserve better. I didn't see no preview for like no virtual reunion or nothing. I'm gonna do some digging around today. Was that the last episode? Yeah, they said they stopped filming shortly after due to COVID. Due to COVID, so hopefully, um, damn, I don't know. Good shit. I know we deserve a virtual reunion or something. I, I yeah. want a virtual reunion just so I can see, like you said, Kimmy seeing Melody to take that dig and her reaction. Mm-hmm. I also want to see the reaction of, of, of Kimmy seeing Marcel talk to her like that. Talk to Tish like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's it, Jeremy. Take us to Potomac. 
Okay, so friends, let's talk about Potomac. Um, I don't even remember the episode title. It don't even matter. Um, cause honestly, this shit was filler. Um, let's go over a couple of things real quick. One, they picked off well. The last episode ended off with that argument between Wendy and Ashley. Then next day, they make up, and Wendy has a talk with Giselle saying that the reason that I had such a visceral reaction is because I see her with her child here, and and in my mind, my child could have been here. Wendy, ma'am, you are not a new mother. Ashley is. We've been over this. It's a difference, beloved. Like, good God. Like, please, please. Then in that conversation, we have Giselle being Giselle stirring up mess uh, between Wendy and Karen. And I would say, Wendy, don't fall for that, but it's also you. You're going to do that anyway because that's just how you is. Um, wherever there's mess, there is Giselle. Um, also, I want to say... Y'all are some of, excuse my language, y'all forgive me, blaming on, blame on what I do for this show and not my heart, but <laughs> y'all are some of the most ungrateful bitches I have ever seen. <laughs> like, that, that whole goddamn trip, that whole time, y'all was just complaining, just complaining about some shit you ain't have to pay for. Like every get getaway, every vacation, whatever, you don't have to do shit every damn day. Sometimes it's good to just to just not, to just relax, to just chill, to sleep. Like we were saying in the pregame. I like to sleep, friend, don't you? I do. I just I'm a motherfucker that I like to just go places, eat good food, drink, and do what I want. Yes. Like that house that that um, Monique had for y'all, like her lake house is very nice. Like I I didn't see a need to complain. Y'all had good food. Y'all ate good. Y'all had a good place to lay your head down. You you had peace and quiet and and I just I didn't understand the constant complaining. And Giselle, I especially don't understand the complaining from you talking about you couldn't you can't even talk to Jamal when Jamal talking to the whole congregation and not you. Like you interrupting that man cheating. I don't understand why you why you not being a supportive partner. Let that man cheat in peace. Because you're gonna do that anyway. Much to the chagrin of your daughters. Mm. So I just didn't understand the constant complaining. Um let's get to the meat and potatoes because like i said it wasn't much to this episode they had like this little pageant thing f- between candace and ashley i didn't really care about that um also ashley don't try to twerk again beloved please don't try to twerk again yeah. don't please don't we no did, did not need it did not need it um did not want it i did, did not want it um, let's talk about this text message that Candace received from a friend of a friend that incriminates Michael being in the strip club, um, claiming that he has a wife, um, and a boyfriend and trying to get strippers to go back to his hotel room with him. Um, pretty damning, 
pretty damning um evidence especially being that they actually have a picture of the motherfucker um and you can't mistake it for nobody but michael dar because that's a, a face that only a mother could love um and apparently ashley for whatever reason um Candace is in a bit of a rough spot um, because her and Ashley have just found some common ground and healing and building a friendship. And then she gets hit, hit with this bombshell of girl, your nigga is cheating or attempting to cheat. And from the looks of it, from the previews for tonight's episode, it looks like he's going to admit to it, which I mean, it's, I mean, he can't help but not to admit to it. Cause nigga, you caught red handed. Like they literally got your face. So it's like, you really can't lie your way out of this. <laughs> um, I I do not like Ashley. I feel like Ashley is th- throwing her tenure on this show has never given me a reason to like her. Uh, she's always been in the mix. She's always been a mean girl. She's always been. She's actually one of the few mean girls that stands up in her mean girlness. Um. Yep. Until this baby shit, now she until uh, this baby. Um, now she want everybody to be soft and gentle with her. Yes, and, and you don't ahead. necessarily deserve it. She do, she doesn't. She doesn't. She 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 doesn't. I I feel the same way, friend. She doesn't. With that said, though, a slither of me, just a slither of me, does feel a little bad, only because she is going through that postpartum depression, and I know. That that is a mug from. Well, and she pregnant again. Oh, she is in real time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know she was pregnant again in real time. Yeah, oh, she announced it like they announced it on social media last week. Oh, yikes! I because mm. y'all favorite anime guru said that that baby's so old that he aging bad. <laughs> that Michael Darby so old the baby aging bad. <laughs> <laughs> Mike ain't shit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they not he not lined up because I saw one picture. I think I want to say it was yesterday, maybe Friday. Well, I saw and it floated down, and I swear to God, that baby looked like a little person, like a like a full grown like little person. Like if they did like a a little person Potomac, I swear it would be that baby. Listen, baby Dean ain't getting none of Ashley genetics. Uh, not a damn one. Baby Dean is 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 mini Michael. Baby down back. Uh, he ain't get he ain't get none of Ashley genes. Um, I you know go ahead. This this is the one question that I have and will continue to have. Mm-hmm. What does that prenup look like? Because Ashley's putting why up with is a this, lot. Why is this man allowed to have a cheating, harassment, assault scandal damn near every fucking season and she acts like nothing happened? Yeah. This like, is what lie. is in the prenup? Because most prenups have an infidelity clause. Yeah. Um, maybe this one doesn't. I am so confused because he makes a fool out of her every season. And on top of making the fool out of her, he does none of the emotional lifting when it comes to the parenting of Dean. And now she is pregnant again. Right. Um, 
ain't gonna say I'm praying for Ashley, but I'm gonna send you some thoughts, some positive vibes. I feel like because, that's fair. Because like that's, fair. That, that's a lot to take on. A husband who can't be faithful, and not only can he not be faithful, he chooses to do his dirt very, very publicly. And sloppily. Sloppily, so that it's constantly making its way back through you, through your circle of friends and associates. Like, what the fuck is up? I just don't understand how, like, how much can one put up with? You know what I mean? Like, like you said, every season is something with Michael. Every season, it is something every with season. this white man. And like, like Ashley just, oh, go ahead. No, like clockwork. Like clockwork. Like, like it was one thing when Ashley was just like, you know, the mean girl. Like she was always in everybody's shit. You know, she was kicking up shit. You know, and she's and again, she stood up in it, which was which as a you you can't help but respect that a bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause usually people that are villains on this show are mean girls. They hell, case in point. Look at Giselle. Giselle. Giselle loved to be a bad bitch and a sad bitch all in the same goddamn time. Like she loved to be the bully and the victim. Ashley, yeah. you know, for for you know, until this baby stuff, Ashley would be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm the bad guy, I'm the villain. So what?" And I, I and a part of me respected that because I can respect you standing up in your shit. But mm-hmm. like ever since she got with Michael and now uh, the baby and stuff, it's just like scandal after scandal after scandal after scandal. And I just I'm like, what is the I understand Michael has money, but girl, at some point, at some point, when is enough enough? Could this man put you through some shit every damn season? Had you on goddamn national TV covering up for his sexual assault allegation? Yeah. Ain't enough money in the world. You ain't trying to go back to that trailer park with your mama. Listen, listen, listen. Your mama might be in the trailer park, but at least you'll have peace. Hmm. Shit. It won't go far from double wide to double wide, but it'll be yours. You know what? You ain't shit, because I see what the fuck you did. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to talk about her mama like that. You right, but I did though. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. I mean, this what I mean. This what she deserves because I mean, her mommy is trash. Correct. So, uh, speaking of trash, um, I do not like that Giselle is stirring the pot and basically weaving a web of bullshit between, um. Uh, Monique and Candace and now Karen and Wendy and now Wendy and um what's the bitch name? Robin. Uh damn, Robin's so insequential I almost forgot that she on this show. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> well I mean hey, look at the material. Um so I'm wondering, is this going to be another season of somebody and by somebody that I mean I mean Karen because it seems like Karen the only one that got balls. What, let me rephrase that. It seems like Karen is the I'm sorry. It seems like Karen is the only one uh boss bitch enough to check Giselle. 
is this going to be another season that eventually ends in Karen versus Giselle part 385 because Giselle can't help but be a misty ass, uh, miserable ass woman because we are in what five? Well, we what we like five, six episodes in, and Giselle is at the the epicenter of all of the damn near all of the rifts and beefs between the ladies. Correct. And it's like no none of y'all are gonna say anything to her. Like when she did that, um when they had that um that pancake off or cooking off or whatever the fuck. And and um Wendy was saying that Giselle's uh pancakes looked at trash, but they tasted good. And here go Candace and her confessionals. And this 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 pancake off is a metaphor for for Giselle and Monique because Giselle is messy on the outside, but on the inside she is a sweet and caring person. I'm like, bitch, I know you are fucking lying to me, Giselle, sweet and caring, Giselle, Giselle Bryant, the same Giselle Bryant that was. Agonizing and antagonizing fucking Karen for 84 years on this damn show. Exactly. Giselle Bryant. The same Giselle Bryant who just when you first came on this show, um, Candace, she wanted you gone. Because you were nothing but an annoying little pageant girl. That same Giselle. And then here Candace go like, and, th- and then when you have Monique, her... She's aesthetically pleasing, but on the inside, she is just rotten. Um, Candace, ma'am, you are the same person that literally had a knife to somebody's damn face. Exactly. I know you are fucking lying to me. You are the same person whose social media history got dug up and baby. With all of the anti-blackness, homophobia, transphobia stuff that dug up on, on with your tweets, beloved. And you have the nerve to talk about somebody being nasty on the inside. Have you looked in the mirror lately, Candace? She hasn't. Because where's the self-awareness? That's Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Boy, that, like, girl, if this was Twitter, like, you would get this you so goddamn fast. I'm just waiting for when her and Monique fight and Monique beat her ass. That, I, because That's I, it. I it's, 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 the like, friend, the same way it graded our gears, how Maurice, I mean, not Maurice, how Marcel was talking to Tish. Every time Candace gets on my, my, my TV screen this season, planning our face and projecting all this bullshit onto Monique when we know, like, the real tea and, like, we know in real time, like, what already transpired, like, it just grinds my gears to see her put on this performance. Yeah. To know all the lies and shit. And to see her grandstand. Yeah. And all the attention and energy that she focuses on Monique when the real goddamn mastermind was, of course, Giselle. It just grinds my gears. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it does. Well, that was all. Because like I said, this episode was a filler. This this episode that's upcoming tonight is where we get the real mess and tea. But I honestly, I kind of stretched that a, a bit more than I intended to. But I was on a roll, so y'all, y'all be all right. Yeah, um, absolutely. But that was uh, it. Word. I'm going to do some digging. Uh, We're going to take next week off. We only have one show that'll give us time to figure out. I don't know when Married to Medicine is coming back. Uh, do some digging around. So, yeah, because they, they did, because um, we saw the, um, the promo for it. Like when they, yeah. they did some kind of event and they was like the cast of season, what, season eight? Yeah. And, and yeah. But I don't know when they're going to like air it. I'm guessing they, because I'm, I'm guessing they filmed, um, I guess, up until a point, you know, when COVID happened. But we'll but see shit, whenever they air Atlanta it. Atlanta back open like it never closed. So y'all motherfuckers child. might as well get the filming. Child. Get the shooting, child. So we're going to take... We're going to take next week off. We're going to get rested. We're going to see what we need to add into the lineup. Because, um, you know, that just leaves us with Real Housewives of Potomac and our Ratchet and Raggedy Mess of the Week, which that's a show in and of itself. Um, yeah, we'll see you. We'll see y'all back in two weeks. Go catch up on the old episodes. Go check out our episode with Brooke. Uh, go check out Ratchet Loaded. Um... Yeah, get locked in, and we'll see y'all back in two weeks. Peace.